te kotahitanga i raro i te maru o io o ngā manu. E nā hoe whae whakarongo mai ana he mihi tēnei ki a koutou. Ko maraia rakaraku tēnei, maua koa. Justine Murray tēnei. Kia ora tātou katoa. Welcome to Te Ahika. And we're in spring. The treaty industry, now that's a loaded term. And one Chief Judge Joe Williams. He's the judge who presides over Waitangi Tribunal hearings. Ain't too keen on. I've always been a bit grumpier when I hear people talk about the, the treaty gravy train. Um, because I'm aware of international examples of how this treaty settlement process works in countries like Australia, Canada and the US. They're pretty similar to ours in many ways and the issues are very similar as well. Uh, where, the, where the price of the process is ten times what it is here uh, and the settlements are far larger. So what's the iwi experience of the treaty claims process? Tūhoi and Taranaki Whānui ki te upoko o te ika are two iwi at opposite ends of the treaty claims process. Tūhoi have been busy. Over the past few months they have signed two documents, one with a number of Central North Island iwi selling what is potentially one of the more lucrative settlements. The other setting up the terms of negotiation with the Crown for settlement of Tūhoi claims. Yet, at the heart of every claim is the desire to create a better existence for future generations. I, I see myself as, as being part um, of a movement uh, to right the injustice. I don't think I may have a, a major role to do with the distribution of the wealth. Um, that may be the obligation and responsibility of the next generation of Tuhoi. Tamati Kruja, nor Nai Tuhoi, he's coming up. It's bittersweet when you finally settle a claim and you'll hear what that means for Taranaki Whanui ki te upoko o te ika. Then for something completely different, Justine was at Nga Taonga Toi a Te Wakatoi, the only awards recognising the contribution of Māori within the arts field. Ko ngā tuhu nei, he honore ki 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 ngā kuikuia, ki ngā kaumātua, ki ngā rangatahi nei, mō wārātou mahi toi i wāinganui a ngai tāua. Hei, oranga ngā kau mō ngā uri whakatipu. Chairman of Te Wakatoi, the Māori Arts Board of Creative New Zealand, Nā Huia Te Awe Kōtuku, describing Nā Taonga Toi a Te Wakatoi. Nā Huia and Hāni ko Te Kurapā will be joining us later in the programme. Ko te mea tōtahi. Now, last week we looked at kupu in the bedroom, and because it's spring, let's learn new words about this season. Yep, see you later winter, although you wouldn't think so with the weather as it is at the moment. Spring, as in the new season, is kōanga, but because it's getting warmer, we can also say aroaro mahanahana, meaning warmer weather. Flowers, now I love frangipani flowers, it's puti puti. Warm is mahana. Blossom is puawai. Lots of trees will have blossoming flowers about now. Weather is huarere. Fine, as in fine day, is hera paki. Now ra is day and paki is fine. Cloudy, when it's a cloudy day, hera koruki. Kueranga kupuhau mo tēnei wahanga o te kōanga. New words for spring. 
Okay, Justine. So let's spring into action with our next co-popper. Aida, Engarete, we don't forget you can check out our information about the show by logging onto our website, radionz.co.nz forward slash teahika. Now, everyone loves a bargain, especially me. I checked out the Ngarua Wahia Saturday morning markets where busker Raymond Isaacs entertains the early shoppers. Ngarua here would be um, a very, very warm place. It's, you can just feel the wairua, especially of, of our Māoriness. When I come here, I can feel the kingitanga, I can feel the marae, turanga waiwai, I can feel the, the real um, essence of Māori. And, and that's why I'm here, although my home is Murupara Tuhoenati Manawa, Engari, this is where I feel where, where you're right in amongst it. And you see all the komatua, you see all that, all those important things as, as, as Māori that we need to be exposed and, and uh, exposed to. Yes. Whereas, um, you know, if I went out of, out of uh, Waikato, then, then it's a different feeling again. It, there's nothing you can match it with Narawahia and around here. What are some cool shops? I mean, we're on mm-hmm. the... It's a Saturday, it's market day. Yes. What, are the, what, are, what are the cool yes. shops around here? Well, first of all, you've got the library. The library nice. is probably the centre of, of, of everything on the street here. Then you've got the, the, the post, the NZ post, and, and, and obviously the, the service they provide down there. But along here, you've got the chicken and chips place. Oh. Breakfast every morning, you see the whanau down here, you know. They come and have their chicken and chips. And then you've got the, the Indian three stores here. He, he amazes me. You know, if you want something, you'll go to that shop. He's got three shops, you see, the, wow. the, the gentleman oh, yes. here. Three of them. If it's not in that shop, he'll run to the third one. Or it's not in there, he'll yes, <laughs> run to the second one. Do you perhaps have a, have a short Māori waiata that you've yes, composed Yes, I there? did. I did. And way back in 1989, we wrote the song, and I, I recorded it. And we put it over Tainui. So everybody knows it. it's around the motu and it's I did or so we just stop it. Tainoa kite mutunga e ihoa Whakamoe me te kite autua I ngā wākatoa Koia te uarae te pono te oranga We'll hear about some iwi experiences of the Waitangi Tribunal claim systems in a moment, but first up... As the 1st of September 2008 deadline neared to lodge historical claims to the Waitangi Tribunal, Chief Judge Joe Williams had concerns the little people ara ngā whānau me ngā hapu would miss the boat. Imagine his surprise then earlier this week when his office was flooded with last-minute submissions. Uh, Well, I I had... I had concerns that unless some particular steps were taken, there was a risk that um, the smaller claimants uh, might not get in the door before the door was locked on the 1st of September. Um, 
in some ways I'm very pleased to say the evidence is that there's no such uh, there's no such risk uh, as of midnight last night we received 2059 claims in a month wow which is some kind of record as opposed to how many usually come in on a monthly basis oh between 5 and 10 so it's a big change Fine. there's a deadline of having all the claims settled by 2020 so you've just received 2,000 claims. I mean, is it a bit ambitious, thinking that you'll meet that deadline? I think you need to understand the nature of most of these claims. I haven't gone through them all myself, but um, uh, most of them will be examples of broad claim themes within um, within claim districts. They won't They won't really be adding extra work there'll be further examples of the themes that already exist. So um, people shouldn't think that the additional numbers of claims represents an equivalent additional amount of work. They don't. Um, what, they, what they represent is additional illustrations of issues that were always going to be before the tribunal anyway. Much was made of Naitahu submitting a claim some 12 years after their final settlement, with the closing date having come and gone and the drive to settle all claims by 2020. What happens if iwi uncover additional grievances not thought of or previously covered by settlement? Well, look, I don't know. I haven't uh, seen the Naitahu uh, claim that's been filed. Um but the key to um, successful claims is durable claims. That is that they they must maintain their relevance over time. Uh, and that's not just over a year or two, but over a long period of time. Um, and that's partly about the size of the settlement. It's partly about how it's structured, partly about the quality of the leadership of the iwi concerned, their business acumen, their ability to work with their people and so forth. Um, um, some of those things um, may cause some questions to be asked in the short term, I don't know. But um, uh, durability is a, is a broad issue. It's not just uh, are these Māoris going to be coming back next week or the year after that or the mm. year after that wanting to relitigate the thing. That's kind of simplistic they will be anxious to maintain the integrity of their claims. There's no doubt about this. These settlements are the biggest thing that's happened in three generations for these tribes. So they'll be anxious to keep protecting the integrity of it and they'd be anxious to ensure that it doesn't get undermined by other broader policy activity. So is there any redress for iwi or hapu who have missed the deadline? Uh well, I don't know, to be honest, whether there are any that have. Um, as I said, there are 2,059 claims received in a 31-day period. Um, it'd be hard to see that there would be any others left out mm. uh, at this stage. Perhaps, I mean, I, I don't have a crystal ball, and there may well be, but uh, that sort of number has got to give everybody some comfort that Māori are aware of the deadline and have responded to it in the way that they saw fit. Once parties get into negotiations, the role of the tribunal changes from being the inquirer into the historical wrongs to being the kind of keeper of the process when parties aren't happy with um, the way the negotiations are going, when claimants aren't happy with the way negotiations are going, or 
um, the way in which their interests are being affected by overlapping other interests, they'll come to the tribunal and seek an urgent hearing into those issues. So we become a kind of policeman of the process, if you like, uh, for all parties to try and keep the playing field level and uh, the process transparent. So, um, but, but what is clear is that the level of activity in the treaty settlements negotiations phase right now is at an unprecedented level. And it's at an un unprecedented level because there is strong will uh, uh, on the Wellington side, if you like, and that, that's not a partisan point. Uh, it's true of all parties. Uh, and there is strong will on the Māori side, shown by the sort of um, leadership that the CNI leaders were able to uh, to show through the through uh, Tehauhau and so on. It's it's those two things aligning at the same time, the, the Māori readiness and political will, uh, which has got us to this point of really unprecedented pace. And when I say unprecedented pace, I don't mean undue pace. I mean pace that uh, all sides seem willing to engage at. Um, and, you know, I've been uh, engaged in treaty settlements for uh, either as a judge or a lawyer for 20 years, and I've never seen it this intense. So uh, in terms of uh, our, our development as a country, in terms of our national identity and uh, our, our national project, if you like, uh, these signs are very powerful and very positive. I asked Judge Williams if the 2020 settlement deadline would now silence those who have been critical of what has been labelled as the treaty industry. Look, um, I, uh, I've always been a bit grumpier when I hear people talk about the, the treaty gravy train um, because I'm aware of international examples of how this treaty settlement process works in countries like Australia, Canada and the US, they're pretty similar to ours in many ways and the issues are very similar as well, uh, where, the, where the price of the process is 10 times what it is here. Uh, and the settlements are far larger. Uh, the reality is in Aotearoa, uh, we are going through this process faster and cheaper than any other similar jurisdiction. There is no gravy train here. And the, the 2020, uh, it's more a guideline than a deadline, I suppose. Mm -hmm. There's no law that says after 2020, claimants won't be talked to anymore. Um, but it's an assessment of what's possible. That 2020 guideline um, proves, I think, that the pace in this country is far faster than anywhere else. Where one-time enemies become your friends and your friends become your enemies is how Tamati Kruger, chairperson of Te Kotahi Tuhoi, the group representing Tuhoi claimants, contextualises the situation Tuhoi iwi now find themselves in. As they commence negotiations with the Crown and the next step of settling their grievances. I met with Kruger on the 31st of July at Parliament where Tuhoi and the Crown signed the Terms of Negotiation, a document similar to a code of conduct stipulating the way in which the Crown and Tuhoi negotiators will talk to each other. Today, uh, Tuhoi co authored a Terms of Negotiations which. Uh, which the Crown and Tuhoi agreed to would uh, guide 
the way in which they would behave and conduct themselves in negotiation. Um, it's a, I think it's a, it's a value-based document, not a legal document. It doesn't bind the two together. Um, and, and I think uh, we have identified what we see as um, sets of attitudes and behaviours that if we respected those, we would probably end up with an agreement. And yet, Tuhoi didn't sign the Treaty of Waitangi. This, is, this has been one of our um, claims, really, to the tribunal um, surrounding the presumptions of the Crown, where, uh, without consultation, uh, without agreement, the Crown assumed and presumed power, presumed uh, governance. And, uh, and that is one of the characteristics of the Crown that two who find difficult then to shake off suspicion around the Crown. Uh, while today was a significant um, ceremony and step forward, uh, in any way, it doesn't, it doesn't mean for me that from this day on to we now, yeah, to we now trust the crown. No, uh, many, uh, many to will continue probably for the rest of their lives um, to stand aloof, to be always suspicious, and and probably not be optimistic about any results that may come from negotiations. Now. The reason why they feel that is um, proven by 140 years of history, uh, which is compelling uh, um, in that um, it is a litany of the betrayals uh, of, of many high values and principles by the Crown. Uh, therefore, uh, energy must be put into the proof of the work. Um, talking is fine, um, and let's do that. Uh, but at the end, we need to have an outcome, an outcome that is straightforward and plain, that ordinary people understand what that means. A momentous occasion. The day was not without its humorous aspects. Well, um, sarcastically, I, I said in my, in my speech today that uh, we have advertised for negotiators and we've got three positions uh, that we're... We're, we're looking for three negotiators. We've advertised widely. And so far we've got 32,000 applicants. And uh, a lot of them were here today and thinking that uh, this was an interview panel uh, for, for the job. Um, I, I am expecting a lot of interest um, in the negotiator positions. Um, the negotiators will be appointed by a panel that represents two who are tribal executives and two who are that live outside of the law as well. So we have tried to create a, a, a process that is fair and transparent. In, in around about three weeks, we would know who our team of three negotiators are. That team will then start meeting with the Crown negotiators and work out their schedule and their agenda. And... Uh, and Te uh, will be in the background supporting and advising them 
as to what their work program is and, and how they may check their progress uh, by virtue of understanding what the 33 Tuhoi claims are so they don't veer off track. Internal politics that potentially jeopardise Tuhoi progress have since been resolved. The Trust Board is fully supportive that Te Kotahia Tuhoe has got the iwi mandate to represent all of the 33 Tuhoe claims, which includes uh, the claim that was um, headed, yeah, headed by the Trust Board. Uh, the, the Trust Board um, accepts the fact that the Kotahia Tuhoe represents all of those claims. So as we speak, there are no longer any claimants. There are no claimants. There are no claims uh, from a hapu or a marae or a rohe. There are only two hoe claims now. And that's how we should proceed. And that's, how, that's the only way with that attitude can we come um, to some settlement, I think, uh, that people understand that the claim they put in 10 years ago, ago now belongs to everyone. Weeks earlier, Kruger was one of the signatories to the final deed of settlement, closing the historical claims of the Central North Island. One, uh, most important of all is, one, it, um, it registers and acknowledges that Tuhue have interests in the Kaingaroa area. This is significant because... Um, the, the dislocation of Tuhoe identity from Kaingaroa was a deliberate action by the Crown. At the end of the uh, wars in Te Urawera, um, the Crown deliberately started excluding Tuhoe from land court sittings around Kaingaroa. As a way of further punishing Tuhoe, uh, and their major role in the resistance movement against the Crown. So uh, we, we know that um, our ancestors uh, attended meetings around Kaingaroa, uh, both at uh, Matata and Rotorua, and many times they were refused right to speak on behalf of the interest. So no wonder then that after many years, even two Hoi generations lost the view that they had interest in Kaingaroa because their interest was not recorded in uh, the land court records. Um, their, their interest was passed over and gifted to other iwi uh, who were friendly with the Crown. Uh, and so there, there are no less than three Tuhoe generations that have grown up with no memory and no history of Kaingaroa. So to have that restored was the biggest, was the biggest gain for Tuhoe. There, there are commercial opportunities that have come from that deal as well as financial gain for Tuhoe. Those will not be enjoyed by Tuhoe until the legislation is passed, uh, which triggers the transfer of those assets. Uh, 
Tuhoe themselves will decide how to invest and how to manage those assets and fund. Um, I, I see myself as, as being part um, of a movement uh, to right the injustice. I don't think I may have a, a major role to do with the distribution of the wealth. Um, that may be the obligation and responsibility of the next generation of Tuhoe. Certainly there is an expectation, Tuhoe wide, that the distribution of that wealth will be fair, uh, it will be determined by need, and, and that uh, there will be major investment in Tuhoe infrastructure. Things like health, housing, education, environment, communication, um, those kinds of things where Tuhoe are in charge of those programs. Uh, and I feel that that, that, is the, um, that is the feeling that we're getting from, from Tuhoe people. Uh, if, the, if the benefits and gains of that wealth is not seen and felt on the marae and within communities, uh, then we certainly are in distress. And despite the negative press pitching iwi against each other, Tikana Māori guided the process to its conclusion. Uh, look, the, the way that the wealth was allocated was a consensus agreement by the iwi that were there. Um, um, everybody had a chance, a fair chance, of talking, expressing their opinion. And can I say that the, um, the, the spirit of the iwi that were there uh, was uh, to follow Māori protocol and to show generosity to each other. Yeah. So the outcome was something that was not voted upon and there was a majority-minority split. I can say to you now that it was a consensus. Everybody agreed. Representing 32,000 people is a tiring and tireless task. So how does it feel for the individual? I, th I think one of the things that has happened to me is... Um, in, in getting involved and leading these issues for Tuhoe is putting aside your own, putting aside your own feelings, your own attitudes, because you have to, you actually have to adopt and take on how your iwi feels, and that's what guides you. Um, I think I've, um, I've isolated how I feel and what I think about these matters. I've practiced myself to isolate those out and, um, and assimilate as much as I can how, how this two-way collective consciousness feels about that. And even, and even when there are competing feelings, uh, one has to work their way through. Um, at, this, at this time, uh, I'm very proud of the fact that we have made what I see is significant progress towards an agreement. Um, I feel, um, uh, I think that our ancestors, our tipuna, are proud uh, because they were trying to do the same thing. So I have no regrets about what we're trying to do because our tipuna were trying to do the same thing. That is, 
to have an audience with the Crown, to get an agreement with the Crown to talk about these things, to find redress and resolution to these things. See, they cannot be wrong to do that, because that's what they were attempting to do 140 years ago. Um, the real test is what we come out with um, at the end, and uh, Tu has been very helpful to any potential negotiator. They've been very clear as what to, what they want. Tamati Kruja nor Nai Tsuhoi. As one iwi starts the negotiation process, another ends. After 21 years, Taranaki Whanui ki te upoko o te ika settled their historical claims. 
Anna Tapiata was there. Mori Love from Tabonganui uh, Atara from Wellington. Today's a memorable day. It sure is. Yeah, 21 years to, to get to this point. It's been a, um, a big chunk of my life and just, just um, uh, getting, getting through all the processes to, to here. But um, I guess the end, end result is, uh, is, the, is the key thing. We won't see that for the next, probably it will take 21 years for us to actually see um, you know, all, all of the impacts, particularly on our people, um, the, the resta- restoration of uh, the reo, um, uh, tikonga. Because um, people forget in Wellington here that you know, colonisation hit early. And, um, and you know, so our people have been urban since 1840, <laughs> you know, and much like Ngāti Whātua and in, in, in that sense. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to go yet, um, but this is a very important first step. Um, you held the senior role at the Waitangi Tribunal, so you would be familiar with these processes, and yet you still had... It still took a long time to get through. Why was that? Well, the... Um, as, as this sort of claim first started, it, it, it evolved, um, and the Waitangi Tribunal processes changed radically. Um, in uh, sort of part way through uh, this process, so the, the the idea of regional inquiries didn't come in until to well down the track. So um, you know the, this claim was different from many others. First, it was incorporated with all the Taranaki Raupatu claims, then it was separated out by the tribunal, um, then it, it went along as, a, as a, just a Wellington Tents claim for, for a number of years and then became a Wellington Regional claim um, and, and brought in a, a number of others. So, you know, it was... Um, Exceptional? The, it, well, yeah, it was, and but the tribunal um, sort of learning its processes, so... Um, you know, I, I came in when the just when that those changes into district inquiries came in. So you know, it's been a lot easier for um, uh, you know the likes of our cousins at the top of the south um, and and many others. For those who have followed um, you, yeah, in, in, just in, in in terms of being able to to, to get through the processes more quickly. Um, what would your advice be to others who are still coming through? Uh, you know, I, I think um, often people think let's let's not hurry things, let's delay. Um, you know, because we might be able to get something better in the future. I, I, I think what you've got to do is you've got to move forward. You've got to keep the momentum, uh, keep the momentum going, and not stop. Uh, through the process. This one stopped many, many times and others uh, do that and you know it may be that they're struggling to keep their their side together, maybe it's the Crown delays but uh, whenever there's a delay in this process it's a long delay usually and uh, you know that's uh, that's the difficulty. Don't stop. Don't stop. You know if you're going to go into it go into it wholeheartedly and you can't afford to take a break.
Did you know that it would take 21 years when it started? No. Negotiations on this started um, around 1990, um, the, the first lot, and, and, and again, like the tribunal was learning its process, then the Treaty of Waitangi Policy Unit uh, was um, guiding the negotiations process, and they were still learning their process. And with OTS NITO. came into the picture. And... They became OTS and, and so on. So, you know, we've suffered from a lot of process change. You know, that's uh, now better. It doesn't make it. I'm not saying it's easier, but it. it you know, it, negotiations are hard. The tribunal process is is hard. You know that you need a lot of work and, and things like that, but people know how to do it now. And at last, there are resources going in. I mean, when I was at the Waitangi Tribunal, um, we starved on a minuscule budget for years and years and years, and it really did slow up the process. A final thought, Murray? Um. Well, just to, to, to note here that everyone will benefit, um, and uh, you know. That's the challenge, I think, of the settlements that um, uh, that Iwi Māori, uh, if Iwi Māori benefit here, everybody will gain a benefit, and uh, you know that's that's what I like to see. Kilda. Kilda. Maori love echoing what Chief Judge Joe Williams said earlier that all benefit. That includes Pākehā with the settling of historical Waitangi grievances. Last weekend in Wellington, Komatua from around the Motu were accompanied by their loved ones and honoured for their contribution to the arts. Now, in the upcoming weeks, we'll profile the recipients that include Iritana Tafifirangi, Dr. Meri Meri Penfold, George Henare, Matiki No Lawless, Katarina Daniels, Kerini Bartlett, Rapiata Darcy Rea, and Rangi Puke Tari. Justine met with the head of Te Wakatoi, Dr. Nahuya Te Awe Kotuku, and Hani Kotekurupa, a Māori arts advisor at Creative New Zealand. Kia ora, uh, ko Hani Kotoku ino no roto ia tūhoia hau no ruatāhuna. Kia ora, kia ora. Um, Hani ko, um, give us an overview of what these awards are and what they mean. Each year Te Wakatoi uh, hold these awards to recognise uh, the different leaderships, if you like, within Māori and within the arts. So basically it is about recognising our kaumātua and kuia who have um, outdone themselves in terms of nā mahi te marae um, and also um, about the art forms that they carry with them. And so how, I mean, I understand it's a, it's a nomination process? Yeah, and that um, nomination process is actually done by the board. Once upon a time it was actually open out to uh, uh, people to nominate, to put forward their nominees, but um, what happened was that you weren't getting many people putting that forward. So the board took it on themselves and decided it might be better for them to not select. Some of that mentality, maybe iharate kumurai koreroana motonareka. And you're right, you know, um, you know what our kaumatu yeah. are like. They don't like to talk about themselves. Um, even when we do select them, you know, they always prefer someone else. They 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 always yeah. say, no, it's not not me. Pick so and so. Yeah, but yeah. And so, um, how long have the awards been been held? Well, these awards go back to the 80s, actually, and um, at that particular time. Um, Te Wakatoi was actually mass packed oh. and um, 
and um, you know, one of the first uh, recipients was Te Teaue Davis, actually, for, for one of these particular awards. Um, for all of her mahi, um, you know, as a raranga, but as a historian as well. So um, they're pretty, you know, they go back a while, and um, it's good to see them still continuing to today. Has the process of, of, of you know, informing the kui and kaumātua to getting them down here, is, is, that, a, is that a lengthy process? Do they? It is, actually. <laughs> it's probably where the bulk of the work is done, you know. And you know our kui and kaumātua. So what we usually do is when they're nominated, the board members would actually ring them just to tell them, and then letters go out after that. And then we select a, um, a liaison person within that whānau so that we, that we don't, you know, whakahōhai nā kaumātua. And all we're doing is really liaising with the, the person who's been chosen, and we work through that person. And, um, and yeah, it gets done, but you're right, it is a lengthy process. <laughs> And so, not to single out any particular kui or kaumātua over the years, but has there been a, a, a recipient that sort of sticks out in your mind since the award's been held? I guess each year, you, 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 you know, it's quite different. And um, I've only been with Creative New Zealand for five years, so, um, and each of those five years, everyone who yeah. had been selected had been special. Yes. You know? And so, with that comes Manakitanga, so from the time they arrive down here, we usually meet them at the airport, um, bring them straight into the, into the hotels, you know, we check them and so that they don't get whakamā about things, oh, and um, let them know about, you know, um, te wahi kai and all those sorts of things, because you know what our, yeah. ko- our kaumātua are like, they whakamā when it comes to hotels. And, and, and yeah. it's a great time for them to be not only honoured tonight, but Honoured from my te timatang in terms Aye. of looking after them and yeah. making sure they're comfortable. And, and, and that's one of the things that they always carry with them, you know. Mm. Uh, and I think it's yeah, very important for us as Māori, but also for an organisation to be doing that. How many, how many people does it take to organise this? Well, um, it's, we have a team of eight in, in Māori art services, and that's it. And we also work with venue, the venue here in the Wellington Town Hall, of course, and uh, with the um, technical staff um, who the Wellington Town Hall brings on. So there are, but in terms of the team, it is just around eight of us who do this. Yeah. In terms of, I'm just thinking about numbers, obviously, you know, you've got the Komato who are respected in their communities, bringing down their whānau. How many, what sorts of numbers are we looking at in terms of, are we expecting a big contingent from, say, Tūhoi or Tiarawa? Well, there is, um, and um, I'm not too sure about the numbers, but there's, uh, the seating here is for about 300 people, so, um, and I'm not too sure where the 300 are divided. I know there is a large contingent of tūhoi here, but there, there will be a large contingent of kahununu as well um, who have come down to support their, one of their queers. A ko ngā huia te awe kōtuku a hau, a iahumai a hau i o Henemusu, i rotorua hoi anō rā nā ngāsi whakaue, pikiao, nā waikato, nā tūhoi hoki a hau. Ko ngā tuhu nei he honore ki ki a rātou, ki ngā kuikuia, ki ngā kaumātua, mm. ki ngā rangatahi nei, mō wā rātou mahi toi i wāinganui a ngai tāua, 
係下派地位，係我哋阿阿佢冇阿佢哋發嘅支付，可以攞到佢阿媽推你啊，電話卡推，啊都佢鋪下啲，伊攞到伊啊推下睇下攞 Creative New Zealand， 嗯，係到我發嘅起得起得那啲咩？嗰啲呢阿會睇啦，係阿會睇啦，係怕呢，佢阿拉對佢，佢拉對佢發出兩個字，那啲咩？一卡位阿咪呢？我拉對湯啊，一啲風啊呢？卡派。This um this group that we honour each year are people who have sustained and rejoiced in and looked after not only our ancestral arts. But have explored as well the arts of modern times, and they have shared their legacy with all of us, and they continue to. Some of the names, some of the people, whom we are honouring tonight, are people like Rangi Puketari, whom everyone in the Eastern Bay of Plenty, Tainoa Kitemotu Fanui. Whom everyone knows as a great singer, as a composer, mm. Mm. and so for me, it's ngamia huna in a way. It's the ones that you don't see exactly that we rejoice in. Um, similarly, Car Daniels, Car Terina, he kuikuia na ngasiwahi o tu hauangi ngatikearoa, and Arawa kuia who spent most of her life in Christchurch. And is honoured and loved by the Christchurch people,、mm. comes back to Tiarawa, and everybody says, "Oh yeah," and they don't know what she did back in Otautahi, and this is the way of telling them. Fantastic.、Um, we have our stars, you know, Iditanda Tafifirangi, whom we'll talk about later in the year when she attains her tohu.、Um, George Henare.、Oh, Now there、right. is a man whose voice we hear all the time, but we don't know it's his voice. Here is a man who tramped the boards of Australia, of North America, whose face is on the screen, and yet he's someone that for so long our world has taken for granted、mm. or not really noticed. Do people know that George? Was one of the members of the original Kapahaka Maori Theatre that went to New York in 1972.、Mm. We think of him as an actor. He's more than that, and this is a way of rejoice of of celebrating him.、Um, others that come to mind,、um, my beloved mentor, and I will be, you know, upfront about this. My mentor, my kahurangi. One of my very first teachers, Medi Medi Penfold. She is outstanding, and she, she is, is still there, and she still leads us.、Um, her absolute integrity,、um, Itereo Maori.、Um, she has always been staunch, and we have always loved her for that. And so tonight is her night. Mm. Um, others that come to mind, Darcy. Well, what else can I say? Darcy Ria. You think Kapahaka? You think yes.、Um, you think Vaikoded, or you think a range of things.
and of course um, our weaver Matekino, mm. and how um, through her hands, through her voice, through her patience, and I mean patience, so many of our young women and men have learned that skill and have continued to explore those treasures of um, Raranga Harakeke, of Fatukakahu that she brings into our world. As well as those venerables I've mentioned, um, we also acknowledge and encourage Ngā Taiohi. Um, because um, mā rātou e kawe wenei taonga ki te taipaitawhiti, and so we honour them and we have scholarships Aye. that encourage their development and mm. their future. So um, for Te Wakatui and for Creative New Zealand, this is a really exciting time mm. and um, we're really lucky to be doing this. And I've been interviewing them, and they're so humari. Oh, they're wonderful. They just, yeah. you know, Editana was saying there are thousands of Māori out there who deserve an award. Oh, but, yeah. you know. And the selection is always hard. Yeah. You know, it's always hard. I'll say mm. that. Unfortunately, I don't do it. <laughs> There's a big group of people yeah. that do it. There's a group of people that nominate. And um, this year's... Um, Te my understanding of its of its interpretation is uh, uniting unity through diversity and I think that's where we are I mean, in Aotearoa, there's heaps of iwis, a lot of iwis, but we can still maintain our own motuhake, but still unite as a nation. And, and not as a nation of Māori, but also as Pākehā. Because under that saying is, uh, iraro te maru o ihua o nā mano. Now, my understanding of that is the many, the multitude, so... Um, that's the whakatauki I can sort of put for now. And, uh, oh, ko maui te pau, mai te waimana. <laughs> e te iwi kua tai mai māua ki te mutanga o te ahikā. Ka tuku mihi māua ko maraia ki ngā kai kōrero me ngā kai whakahaere mihi ni. E mihi tēnei ki a koutou katoa, hei tērā wiki. Mauri ora tātou katoa. <laughs>